Hello, and welcome to another season of Coaster Kings Radio Minisodes. This season, we will be exploring 26 coasters around the world. This is Coaster Kings A through Z. I'm Ian, and the letter of the week is A for American Eagle. You're about to plummet 15 stories. If you can do it without uttering a sound, then you've mastered American Eagle at Great America. You'll rock it at 65 miles an hour, and that's just the beginning. Come on, let's ride it again! No way. Unless you let me hold your hand. Go hand in hand in hand in Great America. King's Island's decision to include a large-scale wooden roller coaster in the polished world of a 1972 regional theme park revolutionized American parks and ushered in the second golden coaster age. Kings Island's racer not only made John C. Allen and the Philadelphia Toboggan Company a hot commodity, it also made racing coasters the ultimate regional park status symbol. 1975 saw Racer 75 open at Kings Dominion, Kings Island's sister park. 1976, Thunder Road opened at Carowinds. 1978, Gemini opened at Cedar Point and Colossus at Magic Mountain. And in 1979, Rolling Thunder opened at Six Flags Great Adventure. And then finally, in 1981, today's topic, American Eagle, opened at Marriott's Great America as the ultimate wooden racing coaster. Marriott had chose not to include a wooden coaster in the original 1976 opening year lineup of its twin Great America parks. Although the inclusion of large-scale airtime hills on the park's custom aero corkscrew coasters turns turn of the century has the racer's fingerprints all over it. While these parks were very well-rounded at opening, the Gurney Park, or the park in Illinois, always had greater attendance and a need for more attraction. The Illinois Great America also faced stiff competition from other parks in the Midwest. Six Flags St. Louis, perhaps in reaction to the fact that Marriott was opening its new park, had debuted John Allen's final coaster in 1976, Scream and Eagle. Scream and Eagle featured the largest at 110 feet or 34 meters and fastest or at 62 miles per hour or 100 kilometers per hour coaster in the world at the time. Not to be outdone, Cedar Point debuted their own world's largest coaster in 1978 with the aero racer Gemini, though Gemini's records are dubious at best. But a year later, Kings Island would shatter all records when they unleashed the beast with a 141-foot or 43-meter drop and a top speed of nearly 65 miles per hour, or 104 kilometers per hour. Marriott knew they had to get big to be stay competitive. After years of planning, Marriott began construction of American Eagle in 1980. With John Allen retired, Intamin, Swiss manufacturing company, was brought in to oversee the design and construction of these rec- this record-breaking coaster. It's worth noting that during this period, Intamin largely con- contracted its amusement rides. In this case, the coaster was designed by Curtis D. Summers, who would go on to be a central figure of the DIN Corporation. The construction contract went to Figley Wright Contractors. Although American Eagle is the firm's only coaster project, James R. Figley had supervised the construction of the Racer at Kings Island and its sister coaster, Racer 75, at Kings Dominion. The end result was the last large-scale racing coaster, 
and I would argue the end of the first coaster wars that started with the racer in 1972. American Eagle features a maximum height of 127 feet, or 38.7 meters, an initial drop into a 20-foot ravine of 147 feet, or 44.8 meters, and a top speed of 66 miles per hour, or 106 kilometers per hour, breaking the Beast's 1979 records. Painted a bright white with red railings and blue catwalks, American Eagle still remains a major presence in the park. And while cosmetically similar to the racing coasters that preceded it, American Eagle has some distinctive features. The most infamous is probably the pair of holding brakes at the top of the initial drop, which briefly held the train at the top of a 15-story dive. These proved finicky and didn't last many seasons, although one has to wonder if B&M knew about them when you look at their dive coasters. After all, B&M were working for Giovanola, which was an Intamin contractor as well at the time. The turnaround at the far end of American Eagle is also distinctive, featuring a massive 560-degree helix with the, the two tracks navigating alongside each other before splitting, um, separating, and for the return to the station. The finale of the coaster is also memorable, with both tracks navigating intense 360-degree helices. In short, American Eagle is a culmination of the coasters that preceded it, marrying the traditional out-and-back sensibilities with intense lateral seen on coasters like the Beast. American Eagle opened in May of 1981 and quickly became the park's signature coaster. I also, I also argue that American Eagle was the final act in the initial coaster wars that the racer had started around a decade earlier. Its drop in speed records lasted for most of the 1980s until they were broken by the now Six Flags Great America in 1988 with the Aero Mega Looper Shockwave, which along with Kings Island's Vortex could be argued as triggering a second wave of coaster wars. Coaster wars have come and gone, but American Eagle remains, outlasting the steel coaster that broke its records, and defying the Rocky Mountain construction fate some of its Curtis D. Summers design brethren have faced. In 2021, American Eagle celebrates 40 years of thrills. I hope it has a long life ahead of it. Amer American Eagle remains a celebration of the era from which it came from. Still, 40 years later, the ultimate wooden racing coaster. Thank you so much for listening. Visit thecoasterkings.com for exclusive park updates and a full range of coaster and park-related merchandise. And please make sure to follow and rate Coaster Kings Radio wherever you're listening. For Coaster Kings Radio, I'm Ian O'Donnell. Join us next week for another installment of Coaster Kings A through Z.